Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Own It podcast with Tim Hooper and Jason Kilgo, your host, where we interview top producers, get in their mindset to bring you life and leadership hacks so you can succeed growing your book of business. We are excited today, Jason. Who's our who's our special guest? The one, the only, the great Sean Glennon. Sean, welcome, man. Hey, Jason, Tim, thanks for having me. Give us a short bio, man. How long have you been doing this? And uh, yeah, just greet our greet our listeners. So it's really the only, you know, I guess you put air quotes around real job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> I, I, I gave I chased down the football dream a little bit after college and um, uh, didn't didn't last as long as uh, my, my childhood dreams had projected. But uh, when I got out of football, I I, um, I started working for a mortgage bank with really the mindset or mentality that it wasn't necessarily going to be long term. I saw it as kind of something I could do to make some money, but I wasn't tied to a desk nine to five. So mm. uh, I could pursue uh, my athletic career if an opportunity arose or, you know, um, keep a flexible schedule, I guess, was, was really the yeah. big thing. And <laughs> the, the phone stopped ringing. Um on, on that end of things and uh it started ringing more you know in in this uh hustle i had you know going through the mortgage where i like i said i was doing it where i i want to say that i wasn't putting you know effort into it I, of course i was but i wasn't right. necessarily looking at it as a career i guess would be the best way to to describe it and you know it just kind of fell into place where like i said i'm joking that the phone stopped ringing in terms of uh football calls and, and then it kind of started ringing and I started having at least a taste of success in, in the mm. mortgage business and then I just kind of decided that all right let's let's make a go at this let's not just look at this as a uh, a means to an end let's let's really uh, immerse yourself in making this your new identity and, and and putting all your effort into it and see if you can be successful because it was tough at first you know the the fragile male ego to identify myself in this new world instead of identifying myself as a as a football player an athlete um that that Mm. rebranding right it was almost an internal rebranding right you just don't want to admit to yourself that one thing is over and and a new thing is beginning that may not sound as sexy you know when you're introducing yourself in a bar or something like that so (laughs) um you know every girl wants to hear i'm I'm, I'm in the mortgage banking industry when you buy them a drink right um (laughs) so i i you know i went full go and um kind of got over like i said my my ego and and that rebranding and um made a run at it and it's and it's worked out well uh, now you know i've worked hard to get here but i've also probably had some luck uh and some you know fortunate people who've who've helped me you know build the success i've had but hey it's 12 years later uh, i'm still at the same same shop that i started with i'm actually a, a part owner of it at this point and um you know, in the grand scheme of things, of course, I would have loved for my football career to have lasted longer, but it's almost been a blessing in disguise that, you know, this opportunity wouldn't have, I'm sure if my football career had lasted a little bit longer, I may not have immersed myself back into this and who knows how things would have worked out otherwise. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you, you look back and say, 
you know, things kind of all turned out the way it was supposed to. With the with the day being St. Patrick's Day, you mentioned luck, and I'm a firm believer that, I mean, yeah, luck does happen, but luck only comes with hard work. Sean, your work ethic is, is something I, you know, I know um, you really get after it. Um, you, 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 would you say you do? And I, and I think you put a lot of time involved in, in, and I think this has become a passion for you. Um, tell me a little bit how, you know, how you transitioned, you know, from, from starting off like this to now where you're an elite top producer. Well, I, I think you kind of nailed it in that I, I do believe that, yes, life does present you fortunate opportunities and, and luck. Uh, but I think you create your own luck, right? The, the luck that I've experienced in this industry is probably because I put myself in a position to experience that luck. You know, you, you, you look back and you say, man, if I never met this person or I, I never did that or had this meeting or, or, or that transaction that, man, this wouldn't have happened or that wouldn't have happened or the snowball wouldn't have built like it did. But then you also have mm-hmm. to pat yourself on the back a little bit and say, yeah, but I was in that position or I had that transaction or I had that meeting because I pursued it for so long. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely got some breaks um, and I definitely ran into some people where, man, if I didn't run into them, um, you know, this wouldn't happen and I would have never met that guy and that guy who's sent me mm-hmm. so much business, you know. So you do, you look back and you say, man, I, you can say and you and try to be humble and say, hey, I got lucky. But, you know, if you're being honest with yourself and you're trying to yeah, speak to other people who are maybe coming up in the industry, you got to let them know you create your own luck. I, I had those yeah. lucky opportunities because I put myself in that position. I, I what? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You put yourself in the business. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm just saying that that teases us up exactly for this ne- this this first question of, and I love the football analogy because the first question is, what's the number one thing you've done to create that impact with your clients, with your team, in your community, and you're you're touching on all those things. Um, so you know, we think football impact, right? How do you make a greater impact? And you've done that in business. I love what you said. It's work hard right people right place but you took responsibility for all three of those and and your impact for 12 years has compounded is what is is what it sounded like so yeah expound on the impact piece if if you don't mind Uh. so you you know you look back as any career and jason tim i'm sure you guys can do it as well where you look back you almost cringe right some of the things you did um (laughs) the way you presented yourself or uh, the way you probably came across to clients or meetings you had or emails or letters or phone calls, whatever it may be, you look back like, oh my God, I can't believe that I was acting that way or that was my sales pitch. Or... <laughs> but what I kept do, you know, I kept doing is is taking swings. Um, that that I think is probably my my biggest attribute. That what I attribute um, a lot of my success to is, man, I had a lot of swings and misses. Man, I did some things. I look back mm-hmm. and I'm just like. Oh, what was I thinking? Like, oh man, if I could, if I was the person on the other end of that table or the other end of that phone, you know, I don't think I would have given myself a time of day type, type thing. But all the things I did, I kept, I kept, kept taking swings. I kept standing back up in the batter's box, even after striking out. And, um, you know, I think that's probably where most in sales or in 
in competitive situations, um, you know, falter is they they have a bunch of strikeouts and they kind of just convince themselves, well, this this wasn't meant to be or this isn't working. The stars aren't aligning, whatever it may be. And trust me, uh, as I'm sure you guys can can um, uh, parallel with, there was drive homes from work days where I was saying mm. to myself that, right? What am I doing? Mm. This isn't working. Um, but I, I just kept stepping stepping back into the batter's box and taking swings. I did I did things that were uncomfortable. I did things that were uh, a little bit kind of made me tuck my tail in between my legs. Like I said, I had an ego. I, I was a well known because of uh, an athletic background. Now I'm. I, I wrote a letter or an email to all the teachers at my old high school, just saying, "Hey, here's what I'm doing now." I wrote a letter to some like local country clubs where I figured they'd know my name, just saying, "Hey, here's what I'm doing now." I and and I and I actually got picked up in the Washington Post because I had a bunch of people making fun of me for it. You know, a lot of people were responding <laughs> like, "Oh, how the mighty have fallen," and you know all this stuff. But but wow. it, but it got you know what I mean. But it got my name out there. It, it rebranded myself, even though I took a lot of grief and and like I said, felt embarrassed or or lost my confidence about things. Like I kept doing it. And I kept doing things like that I kept showing up to real estate offices time and time and time again until someone would give me an opportunity I, I kept I never you know Jordan Belfort pick up the phone and start dialing I didn't stop dialing the phone because I was just determined to make it work and even though like I said I had 10 drives home from work and I'm sure a lot of people listening have been there where you're like man this 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 isn't working you know I, I need mm. to I need to reevaluate my life because this isn't it, right? Um, it's the Mamba mentality. But, they, they, yeah. But then you get up the next morning and you say, "All right, let's have another go at it." You know, you go to bed thinking, mm-hmm. "Man, this is it. I'm done. Mortgages. This just isn't working out. What else should I do? What should I try? Should I get back into this? Should I call this person and see they're hiring?" You know. But then you wake up the <laughs> next morning and you put on your, uh, you know, Superman cape and you try to do what you can. Um, and uh, eventually it turns. And that's what I just keep telling everyone, you know, that that is, is, is dealing with that early career frustration. It'll turn, man, if you do the right things. You know, I did nothing I did. I am not the world's greatest salesman. I am not the world's smartest guy. I'm not probably all that talented. I just I just kind of did my daily disciplines and I did it over and over and over again. And eventually something's going to turn something's going to happen an opportunity is going to present itself and you just got to you just got to be there for it and you and and most people probably give up before they get there and i guess the only thing i can really say like i said where i pat myself on the back is i hung around until that that opportunity you know until until i turned that corner uh you know i kept hanging in wow powerful Powerful, which really teases up for question number two, because um, I'm hearing perseverance, keep swinging, keep stepping into the batter's box. Of course, I'm hearing a little Patrick Mahomes here going be- between football <laughs> and baseball. But uh, but uh, what's the number one key to operating at the level it takes to become a top producer? I, I love that you touched on the daily disciplines. I feel like that kind of goes into this. But what's what would you say, if, if anything else, number one key and it might be around mindset or, or, or actions that you take, but to becoming that top producer, number one key. Self-discipline, accountability. Um, no, no doubt about it. Because in the working world, unlike, you know, probably being in school um, and especially in sales, right? Where, you know, I don't have a salary. Mm. If I don't, 
You know, I have zero dollar salary. So if I don't do what I have to do, mm. my paycheck is going to reflect it. And so there's no one that's going to be yeah. breathing down your neck to do this. Make sure you get in the office at this time. Make sure you don't leave till this time. There's no teachers saying you have to do your homework or you're going to the, you know, detention. There's no coaches yelling at you, um, you know, in the weight room or on the field uh, to, to, you know, get the, get that play right or get this sprint done that amount of time. There's none of that. You're on your own. You're on a field. Wow. You're in a weight room by yourself. Okay. So if you want to work out hard, it's on you to do it. If you want to make the proper amount of sales calls, the daily disciplines, the things we talked about, setting up meetings, um, you know, learning your craft. So, you, you know, you can talk about it intelligently. So education, um, salesmanship, you know, all the things that go along with it. There is no, you know, boss, manager, coach breathing down your back. Mm. You got to do it. And if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, you got no one to answer to. There's no one that's going to yell at you because you didn't do what you were supposed to do that yeah. day. It's yourself. And so if you can't hold yourself wow. accountable, you know, you have to be your own biggest critic and you have to be your own. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, if you didn't do what you were supposed to do, you need to feel guilty about it. And if you don't, to me, that that probably says a lot. Mm. <laughs> I love that you brought up accountability and Jason, I'll let you expound on this just a bit too. Um, one of the things that you will find in the industry, I know Jason and I started a, uh, a group for, you know, podcast and podcast listeners. So I'm not going to use the time to, to promo our Facebook group, although you can check it out called own a podcast, but Sean, I'm sure uh, you've got some groups you belong to some mastermind groups. You probably have not just social media because I, I, everything does not revolve around social media, but I'm sure you have some hyper local groups of some top producers and some other people who help keep your mindset at, at an elevated place. Jason, talk about that for a minute because I know you invest so much into masterminds. And then Sean, talk about what you might do for accountability out, you know, your your boardroom of directors, if you will. Um, I just Jason, I just love the fact expound. that you did some unique things that are not like you said, they're not um, it's not like uh, I think it is a wowing thing, but it's not un that unusual to send letters out to your 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 teachers, your past teachers, you know, the schools, your the country clubs. I mean, you could do the same thing to fire departments and fire stations, and you know, you can expound on that. Hospitals, you could really expound on that and do a lot with it. I mean, words, you know, when it's written, it's permanent. And it means something. And and I think in our day and age, a lot of people have gotten away from that. We we started doing handwritten cards for, you know, sold accounts and uh, policies that we write. And it makes a difference. Uh, at first, my producers were like, oh, man, it's just something else we have to do. Right. That's what they that's that's exact wording I got. Like, you just want us to do something else now. And they're like, hey, can we automate this somehow? But we send out these handwritten cards now and we're getting feedback from these from clients saying, wow, that, you know, thanks for thinking of me and, you know, I appreciate it. And we're thankful that we were, you know, you helped us and you were working with us. And Sean, I can only imagine the amount of the tremendous amount of feedback you got like this to keep you in the game, keep things going 
and and to motivate you even more and encourages you to do more and more and more. And I and you know back to earlier in your conversation, I wanted to chime in and just say I think it comes down to grit. This job forces you to be gritty, and if you're if, you know very few people really either know what grit is or have grit. And it, it's just something that I think you're you're born with. I, I don't I don't know if it's something that you just get one day. You you you're you have to have that mentality. Um, your heart has to be there, and and focus and determination, and just you'll just never give up. And I, Sean, I, you know, knowing your story, and us going back, a, you know, many years, uh, and watching you in football, um, I just know that you have that, and I think that's what's made you successful. Um, along with everything you've said, I think that's a, a gold nugget right there in, in the letters. I uh, appreciate you sharing that uh, for all of our, our listeners. But I, I think I think you're, that was an ingenious idea. And I think the, the grittiness that you have to take on the business and 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 how that, that never give up attitude, I think that is what's helped you not only and I'm, uh, you know survive, but be great. You mentioned the drive homes, right? Feeling like a failure. So, and, and yes, grit, determination. Um, keep taking those swings. When you're feeling like early career frustration, like you mentioned, who, uh, Sean, who do you call? Who do you want in your corner at that moment? Well, it probably sounds cliche, but it's true. You know, I I fall back on my parents, um, you know, especially probably my, my dad because of um, – you know, I, I think I learned all the work ethic in the workplace from him. Um, but you know, my mom, my mom, and my dad. I mean, I, I would call, call them, and um, in that moment of weakness, and and uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily hearing, having to hear them say like "stick with it" or anything like that. I, I think it's just right. sometimes you just need right to be the the guy on the couch talking to a therapist and just let it out. You know, you know what I mean. You <laughs> yeah. just need to get it out and. You don't necessarily need feedback, right? You just kind of need a, an ear. Uh, just be like, man, mm-hmm. it's just not working out. I had X amount of meetings this week, all these phone calls, all these visits. I'm sending this out. I'm writing this. And, man, the phone's just not ringing. Um, you know, I just don't know if this is for me. I don't know if it's going to work. And like I said, I, I don't even – I can't even point to something that they, like, said or that they, mm. you know, some, uh, you know – something they pointed to or a book quote or you know anything like that i think it was just right, hearing right. me say it and then just kind of hearing the mm. you're you're gonna figure it out you know i know it sucks now mm. i know it's tough now but you're gonna figure it out you always have and um and that's all you kind of mm. need like i said to just get when you're on the, the edge just something to pull you back in and say all right i'm gonna get up and do this again tomorrow um mm. you need a team of believers that's all it takes yeah, you just need someone to say, "Hey, man, you're gonna you're gonna figure it out." I know, I know it sucks yeah. right now. Let me get you're gonna figure it out. Somebody be your north star, just get you back to center. And sometimes, like you said, I love what you said. Just sometimes in speaking it, you you process it, and you really get back to ground zero for yourself and be like, you know what? No, this is who I am. I'll do this again tomorrow. I just need to process. I love that. Hey, last question, and, and really, you, you might have just answered this, and if you did, just expound more on your parents, but who's had the greatest influence in your life, and how has that increased and helped your own influence? Because we're all leaders. We all have influence over probably more people than we give ourselves credit for. 
Um, so expound on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I probably have to start with family again. You know, mom, dad set a great example for me and and um, probably instilled a lot of the, the self-discipline and, and stuff I, I talked about. Um, and then it just seemed like, you know, I hate to keep bringing it back to sports, but because it has such an impact on my, you know, kind of the first half of my life that it's hard to ignore, um, you know, sure. stuff like that. But I've always kind of, uh, you know, looked up to or idolized those, those guys that really just killed themselves to get where they are you know maybe not the guy that came out of the womb you know uh unbelievable but the <laughs> the uh the guys who you know i was always a big peyton manning guy that was that was my guy my my hey my, 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 my freaking daughter's name is peyton uh take a guess oh nice so, but because he yeah, now his dad was archie manning i'm not saying that he you know pulled himself up by his bootstraps necessarily but he was just known as a guy who was the first in the facility, the last to leave, immersed himself in studying the game, educating himself, working on all the little things because he knew he wasn't the most athletic, the strongest arm. You know, he didn't throw the ball, uh, you know, like Aaron Rodgers does. He didn't run like Michael Vick does, you know, but he said, I'm going to use the things I have um, and I'm just going to outwork, out prepare, outthink everybody else. And, and, I was kind of similar. I mean, I was I was good. I was athletic, but I, I definitely wasn't a prodigy by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I just kind of kept that same mindset mm. of I'm going to outwork, outthink, uh, outprepare everyone else, and um, and that's how I'll get on their level, or or be on an elite level, and and that's how it is in in the business world as well. If you outprepare the other people, if you outthink them, and and you just outwork them. I promise you, and that's what I tell all mm-hmm. the, the young, um, you know, loan officers and, and people I come across in our industry, it, it'll work out. I promise you it will. But you have to be honest with yourself too. You know, you can't, you can't mm. say, ah, oh, you know, I, I worked hard. No, I did. Did you really though? Mm. Did you, you know, be mm. honest. Did you really do all the things that you were supposed to do day after day after day for months and months and months? And then, you know, then if it doesn't work out, you know, then it's hard probably to point to something, but I, I'd be hard pressed to find someone who truly could take me through how disciplined they were, how hard they worked, how much they immersed themselves in educating and informing themselves on something. And it didn't work out. You know, I, I'd be shocked wow. to hear a story like that. I, I've got to share a quick Peyton story because I grew up <laughs> overseas. So, so soccer, soccer was my sport, right? And I came, I came over to America when I was 18 years old and, and football, right? It's, it's football and not, not so much national as much as college football. Mm -hmm. I got myself in trouble once when I walked into an Alabama, uh, uh, I I walked down to Auburn side of Alabama and I walked in and said roll tide. I almost got killed, but (laughs) I had to learn, right? What, what this whole thing was, but I'll tell you a quick story. My father-in-law is a Learjet pilot and I was just kind of having this thing. I was like, man, the Titans, you know, they're kind of a bunch, you know, they're just doing all this stuff. They're all always getting into trouble back in the 2006, 2007. And I was in Nashville and I really want to be a Titans fan. I I just couldn't. And so I was kind of lamenting this to my father-in-law one day. He's like, dude, it's Peyton Manning all the way. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, I get to fly that guy around. He's like, he is like, I fly because he flew sports stars. He flew flew some, some, some folks. And, and he said, you know, a lot of times they're trashing up the back of the, pl- the plane. They're just leaving a mess, whatever. He said Peyton would get on. He was a class act on and off the field. He'd get on. He's, you know, suited up, always a sharp look, 
always tipped him a hundred bucks. He climbed up there in the cockpit with him, asked him, what's this button for? What's this for? He was just always studying, always learning, had this sensational desire just to, just to understand his surroundings. He said, he's a class at. And when he told me that, I was like, okay. So I bought the Colts gear. And then I bought the Broncos gear, and then I was a man out of the country. <laughs> Super for a cool while. story. But anyway, so so yeah, man, that's a, this is gonna be hard to beat. But man, outthink, outprepare, outwork. You guys, write that down. That's fantastic. Jason, anything you'd add to that, or any follow-up you know, questions? I've got a, a poster up, and I gave it to my whole team, and it goes back to you know, Sean, you're saying that the Washington Post was kind of taking some jabs at you. And I love, I love Kobe Bryant. I, I, you know, I didn't really, I respected him, but I didn't really know who he was or really the genius behind the basketball star of the kind of person he was. Obviously, you know, it's not like I, I, I met him or we're friends. But after he passed away, you know, I started really researching some things about this guy. And, and the more and more I find out about him, the more and more I love. But he's got that Mamba mentality quote. And he basically says in there, you know, people don't hate the good ones. They hate the great ones. And that's got to make you feel pretty special that the Washington Post of all, you know, media is is trying to say something. It just, I, I'm sure it just drove you to say, look, I'm going to show you. Uh, watch out. Watch what, what, what happened. And, and, and being an elite <laughs> and, and your, your numbers speak for themselves. Um, you may be a little humble, but you're a very impressive guy and uh, you do impressive work and I'm just glad uh, I'm just glad I know you all right well thank you guys and and um, you know you're both in this position hosting this podcast because you've done the same thing so you know what I'm doing is not unique um, and uh, I know there's a lot of other success stories out there and and you two are, are both embodied as well and I just want to say thank you for having me on yeah and Sean how can people reach out to you brother Oh, uh, email, cell phone. Um, it's all listed publicly. Uh, I work at Home Savings and Trust Perfect. Mortgage. Um, so if you need anything, let me know. All right. I'll put that uh, contact information in the uh, show notes as well. So reach out if Sean could ever serve you. Again, thanks for your time. And pl- uh, please uh, grab the podcast, give it a five-star rating, and send it out to some folks. Send it out to somebody who's just starting their career as a loan officer, a loan officer assistant. And uh, just, I know they'll great, gain a lot out of this. We thank you for your time. Uh, Jason, uh, my co-host, yep, so, and I support the, see you the back VMBA. Here next week. And Take care, Sean, everybody. thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys.